Hey friends, I'm Molly B. And I'm Molly Reed, and we're friends who love to read and talk about it. Welcome to Book Club with Benefits, a judgment-free zone to talk about all things romance, smut, and reading, where the only rule is no No shame. shame. So grab your favorite book, a delicious cup of something, and come cozy up with us. Hi, Hi. Molly Reed. (laughs) Hi, Molly B. (laughs) How are you? Oh, wow. I'm good. Um, You know, I have a new niece. Yay! Which is very exciting. So um, I've been very happy this week, to say the least. Yes. Such an exciting time. I know. How are you? I'm good. I'm I'm feeling very, uh, I don't know, almost flustered right now because we're not (laughs) recording at our normal time. Yeah. And it's really throwing me off. Yeah. I did throw a huge wrench in our plans this week and we are filming in an evening at least we get this is our first evening recording (laughs) yes and it's also like we are talking about priest tonight which yes (laughs) is a lot (laughs) is a lot lot. (laughs) yeah so it's just so funny because to everyone listening it's like literally nothing is different but to us we're like what's happening (laughs) (laughs) right everyone will just hit play on wednesday morning and be like yay and we're like (gasps) (laughs) this is different but Okay. It's good. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. So, Molly, what are you currently reading? Okay. Molly B, I'm so excited to talk to you about this because oh I have fallen, and I genuinely mean fallen, into a hockey romance, like, cavern. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy. I cannot get out of the hockey romance spiral. And like beyond just hockey I'm romance. I'm so happy you're here. Yeah. It's, <laughs> just, wow. Like hockey romance is such a great place to be. Like sports romance. I've always been like, okay, sure. He is a football player. She's a football player also. Or maybe mm-hmm. she's a cheerleader or maybe she's the coach's daughter or whatever. It, fine. Right. I'll read it. And now I'm currently reading, like, they both play hockey on rival sports teams. Amazing. And they're, like, having hate sex in the basement of the arena. Okay? And I am so happy. I'm so happy. Oh, my gosh. It's the best. Oh, my gosh. This makes me so happy because I I feel like I've been – like low-key trying to nudge you towards hockey romance for so long yep that this is just like making my day yep <laughs> it's like it, you do it so subtly but you'll just be like you ever read like, a, you ever read a hockey, a hockey romance, romance Rick? <laughs> and I'm like sure I'll try that and now I'm like I want to read every hockey romance that I can get my, oh my hands gosh. on and there's so many there's you will so many. never run out so I've been trying to think about what it is about hockey that's like particularly hotter than like football or it's like soccer. so much hotter. It's so much hotter. And I don't know why. And I, okay. I have this theory. I was talking to Zoe about this the other day. I have this theory mm-hmm. that it's like because there's like a safe, safe space isn't the right word, but there's like a place right there's like a container in which they can be the met like you know these hot hockey players can be like mm-hmm. a- aggressive you know like they get in fist fights during 
the game. That's right. like, it's, you know, when you read a book where someone is like violent kind of sporadically, you're a little bit like, ooh, uh, unpredictable. Not hot. <laughs> Not hot. <laughs> um, like, I personally don't find it hot when a like male protagonist is like an unaliver, as they call them. Or mm-hmm. is like a like I'm gonna be the shit out of anyone that touches you because then I, right. I personally my damage is like okay well what are you gonna do to me if you can do that to other people mm-hmm. but there is something hot about the like container of hockey where it's like yes. they can beat the shit out of someone on the ice and it's allowed yes but then off the ice they're like puppy dogs or whatever and the, there's no violence golden retriever energy yes, <laughs> yes. that is yes. Exactly what I, yes, it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. I've been really into it. I've been really into as I said, like gay men hockey players. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Yeah. It's my shit right now. Oh, um yes. And before I ask you my favorite question of what you're reading, I do have to tell you that I was up late the other night reading a hockey romance, okay? okay. And the book ended so abruptly, like so abruptly that I mm-hmm. was like, this must be a mistake. So I, for the first time in my life, am like scrolling through the reviews because I'm like, someone else has to have, right. like, uh, did my book cut off halfway through mm-hmm. or did something go wrong? So I'm scrolling through the reviews <laughs> and someone left a review <laughs> that was like, Oh, my God. It was so funny. I wish I had the direct quote, but it was basically like this book would have been good if it wasn't like a porno Hallmark movie in a book. (laughs) (laughs) And then it was like also the hockey wasn't that accurate. (laughs) One star. And I was like, this poor person had no idea what they were getting themselves. into. Oh, my gosh. I was like, this is actually maybe the best review I could have read for this book. Is this one That's star? That's so funny. Porno Hallmark movie review. That's so funny. Wait, did you ever figure out why the book cut off? It just Or en- is that just literally the end of the book? It just ended. I was so mad. Oh my gosh. I was really mad. Yeah. That's that's very upsetting. But that's so it's, funny. It was so funny. Porno Hallmark movie. I I was like, tattoo that on my forehead or something. Like, that is so funny. Um, I was cackling. Okay, so Molly B, what do you read? What have you been reading this week? So I have literally only one book I want to talk about because other than that, I read the Priest trilogy and I have not stopped thinking about it. And we'll talk about that later. (laughs) Sure. sure. That is the premise of this episode. Sure. I did just read The Co-op by Tara DeWitt. Have you read that? No. Oh, my gosh. I read this book in one sitting. Five stars. It was so good. It's like second chance marriage of convenience. Like, they had a (laughs) fling as, like, 18-year-olds, and it ended really badly. And now they, like, basically like I said, marriage of convenience, that they're fixing up a house together and they need to get married to like access her trust. But it's, oh my gosh, it's just a perfect book. It's so good. You have to read it. That sounds literally like Axel and Rooney's book from the Bergman Brothers. Yes. Plus, next to you. 
are yes. my other favorite book. It sounds like those two things combined into one. I book. was going to say, if those two books had a baby, I feel like it would be the co-op. <laughs> the surprise pregnancy of those books is the co-op. <laughs> yes, exactly. But it was so good. And I like, I don't know if you ever get this way with like, so Funny Feelings was the first book I ever read by Tara DeWitt. And sometimes when like the first book I read by an author is that good, I almost am scared to read their other stuff because I'm like, it it just won't live up to it. Right. Like this I've was, read the pinnacle of their work. I can't go yes, backwards. Yes, exactly. Right, right. This was at least on par with Funny Feelings. I think I still like Funny Feelings more, but like at least as good. Also, there's like a call out to Meyer. <gasps> funny feelings in the book. That's like subtle. Like if you haven't read Funny Feelings, you would miss it. But like, I was screaming. It just oh my gosh, oh my god, my book it's husband. Just so good. My book husband it, getting a shout out. Yes, he got the perfect shout out. It's just so good. Oh I my like. God. I was literally like giggling, kicking my feet, like. Oh my gosh, it made me so happy. Okay, I'm... So yeah, gonna, 10 out of 10 recommend. <laughs> I mean, we love Tara DeWitt on this podcast as... We love Tara right, DeWitt. Right, as we have said more than one time, I'm sure. Yes, so, yes. Okay, I'll have to read it. I'll have to add it to my list. Yeah. Oh my God. So good. The co-op. Isn't there another book by that she's written? Doesn't she have three books out? There is. I want to say it's called Rootbound. And I think, I think that Rootbound. was her first book. Okay. I have not read that one yet, but I I definitely will soon now that she's like two for two on five star reads. It just so good. Yeah. I mean, it seems like she does not miss. So, yeah. Oh, OK. Love it. Love it. Um, Are you ready for a question from our audience? I'm so ready. What's our question? OK, so someone asked, how do you pick what to read next? Which I think is a very good question. That is a good question. I like don't know that I've given this much thought before. Mm -hmm. Of like how do I decide what book to read next? Mm -hmm. I feel like an interesting thing about you from my perspective is that I feel like you often have books downloaded or have bought Mm -hmm. books. Like you have a... A TBR, as they say. Yeah. In a way that I don't necessarily have a TBR. Mm-hmm. I'm just out here downloading books onto my e-reader willy-nilly. But I feel like yeah. you are more structured in your planning, maybe. Yeah. I. Uh, so I do have, I have like an Excel sheet where I just like, like list out the books I'm interested in reading. So mm. like if... I'm talking to a friend and they recommend a book or whatever. I just like organize them in there because it's just kind of easier for me to sort through then. And so I do feel like I'll kind of look through there. I don't necessarily make like a monthly TBR or anything, but I will kind of pick out like these are books I'd like to read soon. Just I don't know. I guess just what's like speaking to me. And I will like I'll download some things to my e-reader. Like I'll kind of pick some books off my shelf that I want to try to read in the next like month or so and sometimes I do and sometimes I don't but like I don't know so yeah I guess I do kind of like organize the books I'm interested in reading a little bit more god I want to be you when I grow up so badly (laughs) like that sounds 
so nice. It's one of those things that I'm like, it it reminds me of like, remember when you were a kid and you get like a like a PB Teen magazine or something mm-hmm. where like you'd see bedrooms and you'd be like, oh, I want to have that bedroom. Yeah, like, that's what this reminds me of. That feeling of like, <laughs> I want to be like that. I want to have that up. TBR. Yeah, yeah like I want to be that organized. But I. I'm just nowhere near that organized. I'm like, general, like, genuinely, I'm letting my e-reader give me suggestions, which I do mm-hmm. not, I do not always recommend <laughs> because <laughs> sometimes you fall into a weird little spot in the algorithm and the stuff it's mm-hmm. spinning at you is quite upsetting. Um, yeah. Please see, <laughs> as example, <laughs> Daddy's Wet Pipe, which has been recommended to me on more than one occasion. Um, but ultimately for me, it's, it's way more like authors that I like that are releasing Mm -hmm. new stuff or it's like word of mouth. It's like books people recommend to me in the romance genre. It's normally like very much based on my mood. Yeah. You know, like I go, I really do go through these like waves where like, like I said last week or like once a year, I'm like, hit me up with some Regency. Mm -hmm. And right now I'm like. I don't even want to look at it if it's not hockey romance. <laughs> right. So it just, I don't know. It's like my mood plus like what is available or like nearby or recommended yeah. to me. I don't have a, I, I keep seeing these videos, Molly, of people with like TBRs that they've wrapped in brown paper. I've seen those too. And put on their bookshelves and then like draw a number out of a bowl and they open I them. I could never. I could never. The... I'm so impatient for I'm such an impatient impatient person Mm. like I ruin experiences for myself all of the time because I cannot (laughs) wait to have a nice experience Mm -hmm. like Emily Henry's happy place came out I read it in like eight hours like on my phone and the whole Mm -hmm. time I was like I rat I would rather have the physical copy and be enjoying this but I just have like I'm like so impatient Mm -hmm. so anyway it makes me curious now, like, how other people decide what that, like, are there people out there who just decide, like, in this next week, these are the books I'm going to read, and then they do it in that order? Yeah, I think that there are. Because, like, <laughs> and that's... like, I was saying, like, I'll give myself a, li- like, I don't know, more, like, books I'm trying to prioritize, mm-hmm. but it's definitely not, like, exact, and a lot of times I'll wind up changing it. And going like you'll text me and be like, I just read this book and it was great. I'm like, cool. I'm going to read that immediately instead of whatever <laughs> else I had planned. Right. Like, I don't know. I caught myself yesterday or the day before um, downloading. So, you know how with um, a certain uh, <laughs> media conglomerate, I guess is what we can call them. <laughs> subscription, subscription service. service. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> A certain subscription service, you can, um, you have a certain number of books. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm constantly at capacity. And I, when I try to download a new one, it's like return one and continue. And then I have to swipe through all the ones I have and pick the Mm -hmm. one that I'm willing to part with. Right. It's a whole process. Yesterday, I found myself in like a two hour period of time. On my like e-reader, not <laughs> not reading, but instead downloading books, reading like one paragraph, and then returning them. 
like <laughs> for like an hour and a half. I just kept doing it. And I just nothing was like vibing. Nothing was vibing. And I was like, well, I'll try this. Well, I'll try this. I'll try this. And it would be so nice to have like a a list or like ha- I almost texted you and was like, tell me what to read next because I, mm-hmm. I can't be in charge. Apparently, I have no <laughs> I have no chill right now and I can't be in charge <laughs> of what I'm reading. But yeah, it's it's hard. I wonder what it's like to be someone who's not a mood reader who just has like yeah a plan um Mm -hmm. I took a writing class this semester and one of my classmates um was in this other course that he had to read one novel a week Mm. and he was like it's I'm really struggling with it and I was like that doesn't sound that hard and then I was thinking to myself oh like Investing in a novel that someone else is telling you to read every week would be hard. It'd be hard to choke it down every single week. Yeah. For 17 weeks. Mm hmm. Like, I can read a novel in a week easily, but only if I want to. I was going to say, but it's a novel like you're choosing right. to read. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Anyway, I think the answer to this question is I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> It sounds like we all do it differently, and sometimes it still doesn't really work for us, and we, like, don't know what to read. Because even, like, having a list, I sometimes get so overwhelmed by how many books are on that list that I'm just like, never mind, I'm not going to (laughs) read. Right, right. there are too many books to choose from, and now I don't want to. (laughs) Yeah. Um. This is, okay, this is another thing I noticed about myself the other day. And this, I think, is just, like, like overwhelm. Like, I was so overwhelmed mm-hmm. this week. I opened my e-reader app on my phone, and I um, was reading. I was actively reading. And I thought mm-hmm. to myself, God, I wish I was reading a book right now. And I closed <laughs> my, my app, and I reopened it. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Did I just happen? What am I doing? Yeah, I was like, I, I genuinely think I need to put the phone away and (laughs) do something else (laughs) because clearly something else. Clearly, it's not, it's not working for me. Um, (laughs) do you want to talk about how we pick books for the pod? Oh yeah, that would be interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, my immediate thought was, I feel like a lot of times it's one of us being like, I just read this book. It was so good. And we're like, should we do it on the pod? And then cool. we're like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it on the pod. Yeah. It, it's it been very just like happenstance, I think, in mm-hmm. that way. Like it's been like we started out, we were like two books that we both loved. And then yeah. someone had shared, <laughs> someone that had shared with us about um, getting my swamp. Getting my swamp. <laughs> um, and we were like. Yeah, that will be funny. It was mm-hmm. not. As we all recall, it was not funny. Um, and then I think beyond that, it's just been like kind of gaps we want to fill, books we want to read and talk about. Yeah. Um, and also like if either of us are like interested, like I really wanted to breed Priest and mm-hmm. had been wanting to for a while. So it was kind of like, what if we do this? What? Like it just, you know. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's like a good excuse in some ways mm-hmm. to read a book that we wanted to read. Um, 
and hadn't yet. And in this case, I had already read Priest, but right, I was excited about the opportunity to read um, Sinner and Saint, which I did yeah. do um, just in preparation. Right. So we also are open to suggestions. Oh, yes. Of books for the pod. Um, 100%. We do keep, like, a running list of books we get recommended and, you know, we'll definitely work them in, like, over time. Yeah. I mean, I think our hope is that this pod exists in perpetuity and also that there is, like, never a shortage of romance books for us to read. So, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, is it time to pray? <laughs> <laughs> Forgive us, Father. <laughs> For we have sinned. Um, We've sinned a lot. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure have. Sure, 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 sure have. Um, let's Ooh. talk about Priest. Let's talk about Priest. Um, should I uh, lead us in with a little synopsis? I would love nothing more if you could hit <laughs> us up with a synopsis of, of what the absolute fuck happens in <laughs> In the 2015 book, Priest. <laughs> so, I mean, like, in its most basic form, <laughs> Priest is about a Catholic priest who mm-hmm. falls in love and has a lot of sex. So much sex. So much. <laughs> <laughs> in reality, I can give a little more than that. Yeah. This book is about Tyler Bell. Um, you only get Tyler's point of view throughout this book. Um, it's just single point of view. But um, this book is about Tyler, who, like I said, is a Catholic priest. Um, and he winds up meeting this woman, Poppy, who is new to their town and kind of new to their congregation. She's like kind of exploring religion, trying to figure out if it's something like for her that fits into her life and so he's kind of guiding her through that it starts with like confession and then kind of they start meeting more and like working together more and Uh there is obvious attraction between them oh my god Um, and so i don't even think attraction attraction is not not enough it doesn't even cover it like they are so hot for each other it's unbelievable he is like quite literally sitting on the other side of the confession booth just like thinking about having sex with her and ultimately (laughs) masturbating yes (laughs) yes so and she is too and she is also so yeah it's a real it's a real one-two punch this book um but yeah, so they wind up, it starts as this kind of like forbidden affair and obviously feelings start to develop and um, they wind up falling in love. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's kind of the basis of it. This is also the first book in a trilogy. Um, I think it's just called the Priest Trilogy. Um, I think. <laughs> I think so too. I think so too. But so it's priest, sinner, and saint. So sinner and saint follow um, two of Tyler's brothers. So sinner is about his older brother, Sean. And then saint is about his younger brother, Aiden. Um, We will kind of be mentioning the series as a whole, but we won't give any spoilers for sinner and saint since this episode is technically just about priest. 
<sighs> Priest. What I, did you think of this book, Molly Reed? <laughs> okay, so uh, I said it before to you and also on the pod, I think. And I'll say it again forever until the end of time. But this is single-handedly the horniest book I've ever read in my life. 100%. Like, from page one, this man is, like, boner city. He is just horny. He is either having sex or thinking thinking about about having having sex sex on every single page. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But I loved it. But I fucking loved (laughs) this book. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. I liked these, the the whole series, Mm -hmm. so much more than I expected to. Yes. Not that I thought I would dislike them. I just kind of thought it was going to be like a fun, light, smutty read. And then you like move on from it and kind of never think about it again. Honestly, we're like... I'm obsessed with these books. <laughs> no, 100%. So, okay, I you haven't seen Fleabag, right? No. Okay, this is a travesty. I almost, genuinely, almost am like, pause what we're doing now and go watch <laughs> Go watch all of it. All of it and then come back. <laughs> so, Fleabag, season two, season one and season two, like, aren't necessary. It's not necessarily like a linear story. In that, like, if you skip season one, you'll be like, who the hell is, what the hell's going on? Like, it, mm. it's not super linear in that way. But season two right. of Fleabag is what I can only d- describe as, like, a work of art. And it, it, it follows the story of the main character, Fleabag, um, as she falls in love with a priest who is, like, publicly referred to as hot priest. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, so sounding very reminiscent. Sounding very familiar. <laughs> this book, okay. <laughs> so I went into Priest, like, thinking that it was going to be, like, Fleabag fanfic. Mm. Mm-hmm. Only to find out that Priest came out, like, six years before Fleabag season two. So Priest laid the groundwork. <laughs> yeah. So Fleabag predates Fleabag, <laughs> which truly blew my mind wide open. Wow. Um, and I've like fell into this little rabbit hole earlier today of like thinking about like um, <laughs> romance in this vein in like Christianity as a whole. Mm-hmm. And I realized that um, <laughs> I don't know if this will shock you, Molly, but there aren't a lot of. <laughs> of books out there like this right yeah this is very very niche (laughs) breaking news it's a niche book but it's Uh, so good it's so good so um i don't i literally don't know where to start um i so i mean we're gonna be talking about the spice a hundred percent a lot because there is not much else like it is so much of the book that is a majority of this book i feel like we need (laughs) to just address the elephant in the room of the dirty talk in this book i actually (laughs) could not physically stand 
So if you haven't read this book yet, he refers to her as lamb. lamb. No. Constantly. I, and like bad lamb, good, good lamb, lamb, lost lamb. <laughs> and every time I was like physically cringing, I was like, I, I can't. I can't. If you call her lamb one more time. I, I no. wanted to crawl out of my body. Like it is I, mm. literally the only part. Mm. One of the only parts of this book that I didn't like is yeah. the use of lamb as her. Yes. Like, like, give me baby. Come on. Not lamb. Something. Anything else. <sighs> Literally anything else. Like, And I will say as like, I don't know, like disclaimer, I guess. The spice in Sinner and Saint is so different from so the spice different. in Priest. And like, personally, I preferred those books to the first one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like yeah talking about priest oh my gosh yeah, the use of lamb sinner and saint felt a little bit more to me like they existed out in the real world yes and priest is like felt fully like a fantasy vacuum that i had fallen into well and i think just in general like priest feels like more of a bubble like so much of the book is just tyler and poppy yes and nobody else yes like we meet like one other member of the congregation millie yeah like you like barely meet his family in this Mm -hmm. book i feel like his like the bell family is so much more flushed out in the other books like yeah yeah i think it was just And even very differently. Yeah, I agree. Even like when you do hear about his family, it's kind of only within the context of his sister. Mm hmm. Um, And maybe we should talk about his sister, but his sister um, died by suicide after being um, assaulted by a priest. Mm hmm. So like that is obviously kind of a crux of the book. Like one of his big struggles in the book is about like him belonging to the priesthood. Mm -hmm. Um, Even after like the effects it's had on his personal life and his family. Um, But you know, that happens on a quarter of a page and the other three quarters of the page are (laughs) him thinking about having sex with Poppy. Right. Or him having sex with Poppy. Lamb. Yeah, Lamb is rough. Yeah. No. <laughs> it, it felt like the author was trying to, like, really hammer home for us the, like, religious undertones. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I hate to break it to you, but it's not religious undertones. We got religious overtones in this book. Yes. <laughs> we don't need. It is I, arguably too much. Now. It is. Ar- <laughs> yeah. You've arguably pushed us over, over the edge with Lamb. But um. taking the use of lamb out of out of it. Sure. The spice is so good. So good. Okay. <laughs> I want to talk about the hot dog scene. The- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love you calling it the hot dog scene because out of context that sounds so But yes, the hot dog scene. I should have given a disclaimer in that. um, (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, so the hot dog scene. Let's let's back up. (laughs) Yeah, let me back up. 
um, the first time they have sex with each other is um, something that I have personally dubbed the hot dog scene. <laughs> Molly, I feel like I'm almost 30, right? Mm-hmm. And I-, I felt like maybe I had heard about everything that <laughs> happens during <laughs> during sex. I just like kind of thought that I knew right pretty much all the possibilities, okay? And then we get to the scene where they hook up for the first Okay. I'm going to se- I'm going to set the scene. I like am overwhelmed just trying to talk about this. So I'm going to set the scene. We're in the confession box. Okay? Right. And um things are hot and heavy. I th- this is when they're masturbating. This is when they're masturbating, right? Yeah. 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 Um and then um she gets up to leave and he gets up to interrupt her leaving, I guess, try and like get her to stay. Mm-hmm. They end up <laughs> having s- some sexual intercourse uh mm-hmm. on the piano. Is it the piano? I think it's the grand piano. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Which at this point in the book, you're very primed for them to be having sex with each other. Because we've all <laughs> been thinking about it a lot. <laughs> Everyone has been thinking about it a lot and we're like, fuck it. You feel like fucking finally and it's like 40 pa- it's like not even 40 pages in. It's it's maybe like 25 pages in. And then they're on the ground and he has I don't even know how to describe it, but he is just rubbing. <laughs> he is just He's not entering. He is the hot dog. He is the hot dog, and <laughs> she is the between. bun. And I was like, I, I never knew that that was possible. It's so hot. Anyway. It's so hot. It's so hot. Well, okay. So that, I think, leads to an important point. There is so much in this book of, like, how do I even put this? There are so many scenes before they have, like, fully, like... Penetrative sex, yeah. where like all of these things of like trying to get around the rules, where it's like, well, if we like only do this, it's not really sex and it's not right. breaking the rules. That was so hot. Like, yeah. why was it so yeah. hot? <laughs> yeah, it was so reminiscent. Did you ever hear that thing about like? Um, it was so rem- reminiscent to me of like in high school when people would be like, well, like anal, like it does, you don't lose your virginity. And I'm like, I I don't know. Like it just like, yeah. Like the scene when it's so they're like in his kitchen that like she comes over in the middle of the night. Yeah. And like, yeah, because they're still in this like, well, like if we can say that it like wasn't fully sex, then it's fine. Right. And he's like, is this too much to say? <laughs> he's like, I just want to like just the tip. He feel just the you. Tips. Yeah. So he's just like in there. Yeah. And like it and they're literally not doing anything uh-uh. except standing there. And right. I'm like, why is this so high? Right. <laughs> like, I I was like, I genuinely felt in my brain, I was like, I kind of understand why those like teenage Mormons do the soaking thing. Do you know about soaking? Mm -hmm. With like, they just put it in and somebody jumps on the bed. I'm like, yeah. I mean, based on what I've read in this book, that sounds like it'd probably 
be hot as hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, sure. Oh. <laughs> the strip club scene. The strip club scene. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta oh, talk about we it. We gotta talk about it. So, like, in a Ooh. former life, I don't... In a former life, Poppy was a dancer, and now she's, like, I guess the accountant or something for the club. I was going to say, she, like... She has a vague administrative job. Important job for this strip club. Yes. And it's this very, like, elite, like, you need an invitation to come strip club. I don't know. Yeah. And... After they get into a fight in which Tyler gets very drunk and has Mm -hmm. like a has like punishes her a little bit sexually, Um, Mm -hmm. they go to this club and she dances for him. Do a little role playing. They do some role playing. Um, He has like a full come to Jesus experience. Mm hmm pun intended about like I, I don't even know what about um at some point he like ties uh <laughs> the leash a ribbon around her as a leash and she crawls to him and I was like again I thought I knew you know what I mean most of the stuff that happens and I surely did not I've I learned do just some have- lessons <laughs> to share that part so I was reading this book and Dylan is you know sitting on the couch and he like looks over and he's like when you're done I want to know what the spiciest thing to happen in this book was and I was like well he has her on a leash right now so (laughs) if that tells you anything about this book and he was like I'm sorry what (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah uh it's hard to say what is the, yeah, uh, my brain is racing in a million different directions. But um, that whole scene, it's the first time they have sex, I think, outside of, like, either their homes or the church. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they have sex in her place. But mainly they have yeah. sex, like, in the rectory, I guess, mm-hmm. and in in the fucking physical church. And this is yes. the first time they're, like, kind of off campus, um, and they both kind of shed their personas. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was mind boggling. This whole book, this is the thing I think about this book is like, and th- like, this is just the spice that we've been talking about. The spice yeah. blew my mind. It did. Yeah. Like, and I think too, cause a lot of the spice in this book, but especially the strip club scene is like very dom sub. Yeah borderline aggressive at times but like they're both very into it and very consenting consenting Mm -hmm. it's very rooted in consent and respect like all of it and like for me like I think we've made this clear that like everyone likes different kinks and that's obviously completely fine that is not personally something I usually enjoy reading Mm -hmm. like I am definitely more of a praise kink girly (laughs) sinner was much more like my my vibe sure but like I was shocked by how much I enjoyed this yeah it was so good and I think okay I think that was like 
I think that made her choice for the whole book to be inside of his brain make a lot more sense to me Mm -hmm. because I was like, if we had just been getting this from her perspective or if like we had been getting some of these sex scenes just from her perspective, I think we would feel totally differently about Mm -hmm. him. But us like having the full range of what he's going through was really interesting. That said, okay, one thing that did kind of irk me is I didn't always feel like Poppy was a whole person. I think in the later books in the series, you could tell how Sierra Simone as an author grows. Like, Mm -hmm. and the books change definitely. And they're still amazing. And I do agree with you. I like them better. But like in this book, I did hit a point where I was like, I just feel a little bit like she's still kind of a symbol in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. Cause like, I feel like in the beginning of the book, I think it's almost purposeful that she's written as a symbol. Like she is a symbol of lust and sex and temptation. And like he at one point is literally like, oh, is this a test? Like, she was sent here to test me. Like, right. And I think it makes, almost makes sense at the beginning, especially because you're only in Tyler's perspective. But I do agree, I wish that had, like, I was waiting for that to develop a little bit more, I think. Right. And I think, like, in the, there are some moments where we jump to her perspective, mainly when she's giving confession, right? Like, yeah. it's, it's her words, at least. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're getting to see another part of her. But I really, like, I'm such a dual point of view girly. I just yeah. love knowing what everyone is experiencing and thinking mm-hmm. about and, and being inside of their brain so you can kind of get where they're coming from more than I feel like this book offered. And I think in later books you get more from the other perspectives. Yeah. Like, I I loved Saint because I feel mm-hmm. like I f- was getting so much from, oh, my God. Elijah. Elijah. I was like, well, oh, my God, get, what's his name? So much more You from get Elijah's, like, journal entries in right? that, and which I think even though it's not technically dual POV, it still adds more to his character. Right. So, yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Right. <sighs> yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> I think an interesting thing to talk about here, too, while we're here, is, like, the way this book ends. Yes. Um, and, like, this is the thing, is that the last chapter, or is it the epilogue, is Poppy's perspective? The, yeah, I think the epilogue is her perspective. Um, on their wedding day on their wedding day and I was kind of annoyed by the epilogue personally I was like oh what about it I was like I don't recognize either of these two people oh okay I get that yeah I was like I don't like yeah I kind of wish it had ended with them just reuniting although i'm sure if it had ended with them just reuniting i'd be on this pod like <laughs> give me an epilogue <laughs> you know like i uh, <laughs> right i'm sure but um i just felt like 
they felt totally foreign to me in the epilogue. Yeah. No, yeah, I get that. I, I'm going to be honest. The whole ending of this book I struggled with mm. a lot because... Mm. Interesting. I feel like they are basically like... They're separated for... I think it's like nine months. Like it's, it's a very long time that they're not together. Long enough for him to like go on a mission trip, which yes. absolutely LOL at mission yes. trips. What the fuck? He goes it's, on a full mission trip. It's 2015 and we're still doing mission trips? No. Because that's, that's what's next for him now that he's not a priest. And because, he, yeah. Yeah. He like... He gave up the priesthood for her and she left, like without a trace, basically. And, and it just makes felt- it seem like she's leaving him for her ex, who yes. is like kind of a villain arc character throughout this book. And like, it just felt like, you know, we're supposed to be at a point of believing that they are so in love with each other that he is literally, he's giving up his vocation because of their love for each other for her to force a miscommunication and leave without even saying goodbye yeah and then nine months go by and they finally reconnect and it's like oops it was all a misunderstanding because he has to like hunt her down yes and when he finds her he's like shocked that she's not with the ex that that like he thought this whole time that she was with him and then it's just like, I've missed you so much. Let's get married and live happily ever after. Like, it just felt so, I don't know, it, rushed and also like anticlimactic. And just, yeah. I don't know. I just really struggled with it. No, I feel like we were building and building and building and building to something. And it, it felt like, you know, when... um this is like such a crazy metaphor that just popped into my head, but it, it felt like, you know, when there's like a giant water balloon and someone pokes a hole in it and instead of exploding, it just like slowly leaks out. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what the ending of this book felt like to me. I yes. was like, we're slowly deflating. We're not like, mm-hmm. I, I was expecting us to crescendo. Right. And, and we did not Um, yeah. I, um, of course, it's like an opportunity for him to call her lamb also. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah. he sits behind her in a pew and is like, little lamb. I'm like, you know, this bitch would be throwing a door open and screaming, <laughs> Poppy! Like, and sprinting as fast as he could. He's so obsessed with her. Yes. I, I, I was like, in no other moment in this book have you shown like an ounce of chill. But you're going to be chill reuniting with her in the church? After almost a year After of not seeing her? Nearly a year? Yeah. 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 I had to, yeah. The ending just, I don't know, it didn't do it for me. Yeah, it fell off of the wagon, I think, a little bit. Yeah. Um, just, wow. Well, okay, I don't think we can avoid talking about God anymore. <laughs> uh, Yeah. Let us pray. Yeah, it's time to it's it's time to bring God into our relationship, Molly. <laughs> Something I want to talk about is okay. So when I picked up this book, I kind of thought it would be like pretty sacrilegious. 
Yes. Which I was like fully ready for. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe by the end of it how like non-offensive in that way it felt. Yes. Me. Like how instead of like like church so often does instead of like making holiness like up here and sex mm-hmm. is something dirty and apart and separate it like brought sex and sexuality like up to the level of holiness. Yes. That's how it felt to me. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I I, I completely agree. I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that like I was <laughs> I couldn't believe that I was reading about two people using like very precious church oils as mm-hmm. lube for anal. Quite literally having sex on an altar. On an altar. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, this is holy. It is. Like, it like, is. I know. It I feel like it reframed so much inside of my brain. I feel like this is okay. Yes. Yes yeah. to everything you said. Yep. I have a lot of thoughts about this book and like the way religion is talked about and also like religious trauma and mm-hmm. specifically purity culture. Mm-hmm. I feel like now might be a good time to get into that. Oh, yeah. If you're I- okay with that. Um, I do think it's important to acknowledge that everyone's experiences with religion if you have any are going to be different so like totally this is very much like us talking here is like our perspectives and that doesn't mean that like this is how anyone who identifies as a christian might respond to this book or like anything like that or anyone who like identifies religiously and read this book Mm -hmm. but you know like exists in a religion that isn't christianity like exactly exactly um but i just like everything else on the pod this is just our opinions and experiences right exactly but i just felt like sierra simone did such a good job of talking about really difficult aspects of religion in such a careful way and such a like delicate way like I don't think we have time to unpack everything but like I mean this series deals with systemic abuse in the church it Mm -hmm. deals with mental health and being queer in the church and grief and loss and like all of these different things that I think are very difficult to talk about and like grapple with yeah but the biggest one for me was the way that purity culture is unpacked here because yes whew. yeah it w- yeah. yeah no like i said earlier i kept expecting this book to feel like sacrilege to me and yes in some way it kind of felt like the bible like this is a woman this author who knows the bible Yes. And knows Christianity mm-hmm. and has like pointed a big fucking like light at what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And like 
I don't know. I loved like, especially in priest, I think is where like the stuff with purity culture is kind of the loudest. I feel like, first of all, the way shame is depicted in this book was so well done. Like, yeah. To the point of almost being hard to read sometimes because I was just like, that is a familiar feeling and I don't like this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, thank you. But I love that, like, I feel like for so much of the book, he's kind of facing this question of, like, Poppy or God? Like, Mm -hmm. I have to pick one. And I love that he realizes that, like... He doesn't. He doesn't have to. Like, he can have his faith and also love poppy and also love having sex with her and like right those things can coexist right i don't know i just think like like oh go ahead i was just gonna say in the strip club scene he that come to jesus he has is him being like this is holy yeah and like god meant this too do you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. kind of his. Um... Can I actually read a part mm-hmm. from. OK, so when you said that. So there was um, there was a quote. This is actually from Sinner um, where basically Tyler and Sean. Sean is the main character in Sinner. Tyler and Sean are like having this conversation about purity culture. And Sean kind of asks him, like, how did you get over it? Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, you don't get over it. You get through it. But he says, I just thought this was so beautiful and it made me cry so much. <laughs> and I like just kind of want to share it. Um, he says, I came to understand something while I was going through it. To be fully human is to be fully sexual. And while that doesn't mean having sex or even sexual desire, it does mean being fully in your body. It means recognizing that there's nothing any less holy about your body than there is about your soul that as long as your body is treated with consent and respect and affection and that you treat the bodies of others in the same way, there's nothing inherently sinful about your flesh, about its desires or lack of desires, about what it does or does not do. You do not have the ability to tarnish her or yourself. That right isn't given to any mortal person. She'll be no more or less holy for sex. The same goes for the lack of it. (sighs) Okay. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just loved it. Like, I don't know. For me personally, like I said, like this is very much us talking about our perspectives and our experience. Like, you know, I am someone that grew up very involved in the church and like I went to a Christian college. I worked at a church for a while and grew up like very immersed in purity culture. And mm-hmm. like I personally have spent a lot of time working to deconstruct the shame and guilt and like honestly like self-disgust that was just kind of ingrained for a really long time Mm -hmm. and like reading this book felt just so healing like Mm -hmm. it was just like everything I wish I had been told years ago yeah like just I don't know I just appreciated it so, so much, much and appreciate like the way Sierra Simone writes about this because it is just so I don't know it's just like it's so delicate like I don't I don't know 
it's yeah it's so delicate it's so thoughtful and intentional and like like she's preaching something Mm -hmm. with all three of these books she's really preaching something to me but it doesn't feel preachy at no point at no point was i like eye rolling or like feeling like suffocated by it or whatever however you respond when someone is preaching at you but like it it really just felt like she was translating something so important to us through this like new prism that I hadn't seen before Mm -hmm. and there's this quote I cannot get it out of my head it's also from Sinner and I'm gonna botch it because I don't have it on me but there's this moment where um he in Sinner he's dealing with like whether or not he believes in God Mm -hmm. and he has this moment where he thinks something that's like I hate God and I guess in order to hate something I have to believe it exists Mm -hmm. and that struck such a huge chord in me I mean Sinner we're not here to talk exclusively about Sinner but Sinner in general fucked me up as a book yeah um but he says that quote so so much so so much he says that quote and I remember it like punching me right in the chest and you know I also grew up in a Christian household I have two uncles who are pastors Mm. my parents Mm -hmm. are in church every Sunday and I I for a long time I was like leading a youth group with my like roommate and our friend Mm -hmm. um shout out to Tommy he's probably listening to this hello (laughs) um but like I don't know if I believe in God I don't know at all and that hit me and I was like it just like she's just literally opening my brain I feel like in all three of these books I was just like I didn't know that these like caverns in my mind existed for like being able to think about stuff in this way yeah like to be able to look at Christianity through the prism of sexuality was so Mm -hmm. interesting and that quote you shared from Sinner like okay I'm gonna lose it I think in a second here like after I was assaulted like that feeling is what I had for Mm -hmm. a long time and I didn't know how deep I felt it until like my most recent relationship where I'm like actively processing through those feelings where I'm like I feel dirty I feel gross I feel this I feel that Mm -hmm. um and that quote I remember reading it I remember highlighting it I wrote it in my fucking journal I've been thinking about it on repeat because like all I needed was someone to tell me that I just wasn't you know it like Mm -hmm. it's yeah that book fucked me up this whole series fucked me up it really did like I really wasn't expecting because these are like maybe the smuttiest books I've ever read like like I yeah I don't know if I've ever read anything smuttier but like also like I said just some of the most healing books I've ever like I I don't know I didn't expect to like need these books as much as I did when I read them I didn't expect, I feel like these books both picked a scab and healed a wound mm-hmm. for me in a way that I was like, 
fully not anticipating yeah when i went into reading them i went into reading that's such a good way of describing how these books felt yeah i molly when we talked about i read this i read priest a while ago and i said to you i remember like lol priest you should read it but Mm -hmm. i there's something about reading all three of them and reading them intentionally to like sit down to talk to you about it that like I, I I read it and looked at it in a whole new light and it just yeah. genuinely I really feel like these books healed something in me they they really did something intangible even like I, I don't I feel like I'm stumbling through trying to figure out what it is but yeah it like they healed something that I didn't fully know still needed healing yeah like yes and they still just punched me in the gut (laughs) yeah in the best way yeah like yeah yeah it's like it wasn't and this is what I fucking love about romance books okay like it wasn't a motherfucking self-help book that healed Mm -mm. this like huge wound for me and it wasn't like Glennon Doyle's book about I don't know, being a cheetah. It wasn't any of these things that mm-hmm. are like, quote unquote, supposed to heal me. It was fucking priest. Do you know what right. I mean? It was the priest trilogy. It was like a sexy, hot priest and his mm-hmm. like hot monk brother and his hot nun sister-in-law who healed yeah. something in me. You know, it's mm-hmm. I just love romance for it's always so surprising. Yeah. No, yes. I com- I completely agree. This I think this series will, like, live with me forever. Like, Mm -hmm. I I think this is a series I will never fully move on from. (laughs) No. Molly, when I tell you I I picked up Sinner and I probably started it at, like, I hope my job isn't listening. I probably started it at, like, 11 a.m. And I cried for, I want to say, eight straight hours. Mm-hmm. just at, at one point I was sitting at my desk and my roommate Tommy is sitting behind me talking to me <laughs> and I'm reading and weeping and he's just chatting at me and I'm like yeah interesting sure like trying to pretend like my world isn't imploding because of these books yeah I sinner especially I was like fully like hiccuping sobbing mm-hmm. like Mm-hmm. Just could not get it together for a majority of the book. Yeah, I just and like, priest and saint made me cry a lot too. Like, no, just, the thing about so another layer of this, I was really nervous when I first read priest, and I was nervous when I was started to read sinner because I there's so much homophobia that can exist within Mm -hmm. church spaces within church stuff and like (laughs) like priest I read priest and I was like interesting that was a facet of me that I read about um but I didn't feel like in it at all like you said it's a bubble there's like almost Mm -hmm. no talk there's like no talk of gay people in that in priest and I was very nervous about the rest of the series um and when i read saint i was like like sinner healed something huge for me right this like and it was so healing just to see someone 
like dealing with feeling dirty and broken mm-hmm. um, in the same way that I spent a lot of my life feeling dirty and broken. But then to read Saint and for it to be someone struggling to like look at this thing that they believe in through the lens of like this thing that they are Mm -hmm. like his queerness doesn't exist outside of his religious beliefs I was just like oof, that healed something entirely different in me you know like it just (sighs) yeah also was horny as hell you know it's like yeah yeah. like yeah I don't know these books just somehow strike such a perfect balance of everything and like just I don't know yeah I just really loved them I know I was yeah and it's like one of those I feel like I don't this isn't a feeling I have super often when you finish a book and it's just like I'm just glad these books exist yeah because if like knowing how I felt reading them I'm sure other people like feel the same way and obviously like us talking about it that like we both had that same feeling of like feeling reading this and it's just like right thank you Sierra Simone for writing these books yeah because some people really needed to hear it like I think so and I yeah I thought it was a really interesting choice that in oh and this might be kind of a spoiler I'm sorry but in all three books like no one leaves Mm -hmm. their belief Yes. System. Which um, I was like kind of aching to see that also, you know, like I think mm-hmm. that is also a good perspective. And I think maybe mm-hmm. maybe you get it with Elijah a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I, all three of the protagonists of these books, like stay steadfast in the thing that they believe. It just opens up. You know what I mean? She just ripped something yeah. open, I think, which yeah. I loved. I thought was really, really well done. Mm-hmm. I agree. <sighs> oh, boy. <Ooh. laughs> I just love going from talking about, like, the hot dog scene in Priest to then this. The and that's the pod. Scene. <laughs> and and the, you know what I mean? This is the dichotomy of us. Yes. Um, I also can't believe I just absolutely throughout hot dog scene without giving anyone <laughs> anyone information about what that meant i think that is my favorite thing that's ever happened <laughs> on this spot because i knew what you meant but i was like there are gonna be people listening who have no idea what you're talking about people people are like oh interesting there must and have been a hot dog picturing something a lot different yes yeah uh, i do want to say one last thing go for it about the series as a whole mm-hmm the audacity of this author to put not one but two flawlessly executed brother's best friend tropes in this trilogy <laughs> like <laughs> how dare what? you yeah what yeah i was not prepared like i was so excited in center i'm like ah oh, brother's best friend i love this and then i start seeing like hints towards aiden and elijah and i was like are you joking yeah. <laughs> like, we get this twice and it was so good. It was so good. Yeah, no. I 
genuinely could talk for a long time about Aiden and Elijah. I was obsessed with them. Yeah. I just loved them so much. Perfectly executed brother's best friend, in my opinion. Yeah. It was so good. It was so good. So, so, so good. The absolute on that. I mean, the audacity in general for everything that does happen. Honestly. Honestly. Oh. Like, there's only one way to end our combo about priest, and that's with an amen. <laughs> Glory, hallelujah. <laughs> oh. should, uh, should we move into a rating? Well, actually, yeah, but I want to say one more thing, which is okay. it, it just po- it just occurred to me. Zoe today was talking to me, and she was like, because for the teaser on Instagram, we used Take Me to Church by Hozier. Mm-hmm. And Zoe today was like, you should have used Unholy by Sam Smith. Oh. And I was like, interesting. I no. was going to say, interesting point. <laughs> interesting point, but also no, because... <laughs> This wasn't unholy. Like, I can't stress enough. Exactly. Like, I was just, I'm like, wait till you listen to the pod. Right. <laughs> no, we like, should not. We shouldn't have. Because <laughs> literally, I, and I know I've already said this, but I can't stress enough just how it made me feel holy. I think maybe that's mm-hmm. the thing, ultimately, is it made me yeah. feel holy as a person. Mm-hmm. And it made, like, all of these experiences that are, like, quote, unquote, dirty or gross or whatever so fucking holy in a way that Mm -hmm. i just was like absolutely floored by okay so thank you zoe but no so thanks zoe (laughs) but bad idea (laughs) okay now we can rate anyway (laughs) anyway now we can rate um so i was thinking for this episode obviously we'll rate priest Mm -hmm. because of course, That's what this week's book club is about. Sure. But then maybe since we both read the whole trilogy, if we also rate the series as a whole. Yep. I feel like we need to. Yep. Hell what, what yeah. Are, what are you thinking? Oh, 100%. Oh, what am I thinking rating wise? <laughs> I mean, I'm glad you think it's a good idea. Too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want it on the record that I think Molly B has good ideas. Um. <laughs> So, okay, I think Priest, for me, was a four. I, th- I think it was a four. I was going to say four the same thing. Yeah, four, four stars for Priest. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I was disappointed by the ending. Yeah. 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 Completely Did- agree. Didn't love little lamb yes um so yeah so i think four point four four i I think yeah i I agree i think four stars for priest for the series as a whole i'm leaning five stars i think five stars and like granted part of that is probably just how much it meant to me reading it like but I think that's like the point of rating is what exactly. did it mean like to you? Yeah. You know, rating is so subjective. subjective. Um, but yeah, definitely five. And I think, I think I said this already, but like, I loved Sinner and Saint. 
so much more. Like, Priest was really good and I loved it, but Sinner and Saint, I could talk about those books forever. Yeah. Like, I, so I could good. and I will probably yes. talk about them forever. <laughs> Catch me actually talking about them forever. Forever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the series is, is definitely, for me, five stars. I, yeah. Like, like you 100%. said, I, I think I will be thinking about it for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it will impact me, like, way beyond just tonight and this conversation and, yeah. like, l- last week and reading them. Like, it um, I, I genuinely feel soothed by this series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and also... Certain scenes will just live rent free in my mind. Oh my <laughs> so god! That too. Oh my god! Added little bonus. Added bonus. <laughs> Something we haven't talked about is the scene in his living room. Oh, just any. Uh, you know what? Yep. Just all, like oof. Here's all the thing: it. there are so many scenes. And just not enough time. And to just talk not enough time about all of them. We could spend a whole episode talking about just the things he thought about. Exactly. Book. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. On that yeah. note, should we give it a spicy rating? Yes. I'm thinking a five. Oh like, yeah. I mean, oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. yeah. This is for I sure. I feel like five stars. If you've gotten anything from our conversation thus far, it's that this book is a five. Sure. On the spicy scale. Absolutely. And I really yeah. hope that everyone forgives me for saying hot dog scene about that scene. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, five stars. Um, Like the forbidden element in mm-hmm. all of the series books yes. really yeah. ramps it up. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. elevate it elevates everything that happens, I think. Yeah. I would argue... I think Sinner is the spiciest out of all of them. Mm, Saint is they're, definitely the least spicy. Yes. <laughs> Which, I think they're all a five yeah. on the spicy scale. But I, I think Sinner might be the spiciest. I'll have to go back through and read them with, with that question in mind. <laughs> and, and let you know what I think. I do think for sure Saint is the least spicy. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. On the gradient of the five stars, you know? <laughs> if I was really... going to say, like, within the scope of the fact that they are all a five, <laughs> <laughs> it is still very spicy, very spicy, but, like, compared in comparison for the three of them. Right. I agree. Right. <sighs> Should we uh, move into our male lead? Yeah. Our leading man. Ding, 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 ding. It's time to rate (laughs) Daddy Bill. (laughs) Sorry. Father Bill. Sorry. Tyler (laughs) Bill. Honestly, I'm more surprised that that's the first we've called him Daddy Bill. (laughs) (laughs) I've been really sitting on that. I was like, when (laughs) am I going to do it? Yeah, And it felt like now was the moment to call him Daddy Bill. Yeah, honestly, flawlessly executed. Like, <laughs> thank you no very notes. much. Thank you very much. Um, um, okay. So, so for our leading man, um, as a, a reminder, uh, we've got some tears here at the bottom. We have absolutely not. 
No. Here for a good time, not a long time. I guess I'd introduce him to my parents, the silver medalist, and then gold standard. Yes. Where do we think? Where do we think Daddy Bell? Listen, the thing about Daddy Bell is I'm like, yes, but not for me. Yes. I think he is perfect for I guess I'd introduce him to my parents. Yeah. Because, like, he's a priest. Like, he he is kind. He would be, like, good to you and good to your family and all of that. He obviously can throw you around a little bit. Right. Which. But I also don't think (laughs) we would vibe all that much. (laughs) Yes. Listen. Yes. I would bring Daddy Bell home. You know, definitely he'd impress the parents with his Mm -hmm. like theological Mm -hmm. information. He'd definitely impress my pastor uncles. Right. He'd, He'd make it through the door. That's mm-hmm. for sure, you know, and and he's spicy enough that like he'd probably make a holiday party pretty fun, right? You know, where's Daddy Bell and Molly? Who knows, <laughs> you know? But ultimately, long term, I yeah. do not want to spend my life having discussions, theological discussions, no, with no. Daddy Bell. So I'd bring him home, yeah. I'd give him, I'd make him some brownies. Mm-hmm. I guess I'd introduce him to my parents. I guess I'd introduce him to my parents. He's the first one to uh, make a home in that category. <laughs> yes, he is. He is the king of that category at present. <laughs> oh, amazing. Mm. Is it time for anatomy class? Yes, it is. I've been waiting weeks to talk to you about anatomy class tonight to tell you what i have to tell you you start with that i'm like this can't be good (laughs) it it sure isn't it sure is not okay so anatomy class as you know is the segment where molly or molly uh depending (laughs) on the week uh gives you a breakdown of one of their favorite or least favorite uh euphemisms for a body part that we've encountered in our various travels uh, through the romance genre. Mm-hmm. Okay, so <sighs> I was reading, as I am wont to do, <laughs> and minding my own <laughs> damn business. <laughs> I'm so excited to tell you about this. Minding my own damn business. And um, I had decided, I was in my like Regency era, and I had decided to read like a whatever, like regular degular Regency book. Mm-hmm. Something to do with an Earl. I don't remember because I did not finish the book. Because <laughs> as soon as I encountered the word I'm going to tell you, I <laughs> slammed it shut and was like, no. Oh my gosh. Okay. So instead of using the word cunt... In regard to a vagina. Mm-hmm. Okay. This man said not once, not twice, but throughout the whole book. I know this because, of course, I checked. <laughs> <laughs> but he referred to her vagina, her pussy, as 
her cunny. C-U-N-N-Y. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nope. Nope. Yeah. Uh, At one point, it was like her her dripping wet cunny. And I was like, no. Absolutely not. Sir, no. (laughs) No. No. Yeah, I... I want to burn that book. That's awful. Yeah. I don't condone burning books. But anyway, I did not. I was very upset. <laughs> in, a, in a metaphorical sense. In a metaphorical <laughs> sense, I was like, how do I get this book as far away from me as possible? As oh, soon as possible. Nope. Cunny, Molly. Cunny. I, I hate that so much. It's so close to the name Connie. like first of all (laughs) it's one letter away from cunty i'm like what the fuck does cunny mean and listen i don't care if it's historically accurate sometimes historically accurate shit is trash yeah it feels like it it's almost like trying to make cunt more endearing because it almost sounds like honey yeah like it's like almost trying to make yeah. it like cute and i'm it's not cute no like it <laughs> oh no nope. it's nope. so unsettling it it's so unsettling like imagining someone referring to a part of my body like that i'm like Oof, no. no no thank you no honey oh i i want to frame this word in the hall of fame anatomy class words i'm like this is top tier evil (laughs) i oh it gave me such bad vibes oh no Mm -mm. yeah that that one's enough to like make you dnf like on the spot (laughs) literally on i all i did was i went up to my search bar and i typed in cunny and it came up so many times and I, all I did is I went, would you like to return this book? Yes. <laughs> Immediately. Immediately. I was like, no. No. It's not worth That's my time. That's enough of that. Nope. Yep. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> yeah. And just like that, we're at the end of another episode. <laughs> uh, so Molly Reed, what are we going to be reading next? Oh, we're reading the absolute pinnacle of books. In my opinion, which is it's a it's a hockey reverse harem. So it's my say less. It's my absolute dream come true. (laughs) Um, And it's called Pucking Around by Emily Rath. Amazing. So I'm so excited. I'm I'm excited for you to read this book. Yes. Very excited. Can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fun to talk about. That's for As sure. soon as you texted me suggesting this for the pod, because it kept coming up on my e-reader as like a recommendation. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, here we go. Because I had been, I'd been seeing it and I'd been thinking about it. And yep. you, now it's time. You've been seeing it walking down the block, you know. <laughs> Decided to ask it out for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I read this book and then. 
I immediately found that there's like a bonus book called Pucking Ever After, which amazing. I uh, you're also gonna need to read. I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I can make that happen. The episode. Okay, great. <laughs> All right, <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> Uh, happy reading. Don't forget to read whatever the hell you want. Be shameless. We love it. Bye. Bye.